uh, or, you know, family kids, but, you know, it's a lot, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, she's got her hands full. She's got, this kid's going here, this kid's got to go here, you know, she's going, mm-hmm. you know, different places, daycare, got to go to sports, whatever, but she'll be around. Hey, at least she's oh. home every night. That's all I care about. As long as she's yeah, home yeah. every night, I'm happy. And she cooks <laughs> dinner every night, I'm good. Otherwise, thanks yeah, for asking yeah. and uh, take care. Good Looks luck like to you. You need that dinner, man. I yeah. don't know what's happening with the gym. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right now, I'm so depressed, I can't even pay attention. But, uh, all right, well, good luck to you. Clean the mess up. Get Grandma straightened out and get that money. Will do, Ben. All right, good Thank luck. Thank you for calling. Bye-bye. Thanks. What else you got? Anything else? Yeah, Grandma's in trouble. Eight uh, years without away. paying? Crazy. Crazy. Man, how much money she saved on eight years of two and a half million dollars, and the rate was probably six or seven, eight years ago, or six or five? Holy macaroni. But, hey, you can always work a deal out. You know, banks will make deals with you. They don't want the houses. By the time the banks get done with it, uh, 500000 over three houses, about 150000 each house worth of equity. By the time they foreclose on her, go through all the bullshit with the brokers, try to sell a house, go through the courts, it's not working for them. It's better for the bank to make a deal, it's better for her to make a deal. What do you got? Anything? Nothing. Yeah, David G., thanks for the $5. This. You're supposed to do Never came across this motherfucking video, nigga. Got me mad like this. You faggot motherfucking bitch. That's what you is, Charleston White. That's what the fuck you is, nigga. Okay? How many times I got to make videos about your bitch ass, nigga? How many times I got to check your bitch ass? I told you, motherfucker, to watch what the fuck you say, you dumb motherfucker. A bitch ass nigga. I don't agree with no motherfucking nation of Islam. The reason why I don't agree with them because they don't believe the same thing that the regular Muslims believe. They are not Sunni, okay? They don't believe what we believe. They don't believe in life after death. They don't believe in judgment day, nigga. The Quran says clearly talks about judgment day and warns you of judgment day, motherfucker. All these books warn of judgment day, okay? Now, you sitting here taking a risk talking about God and saying that he don't exist when you don't know what the fuck is out there in the motherfucking universe, you dumb motherfucker, okay? You ain't been on this motherfucking earth, nigga, no more than 40 or 50 years, you old, dope-fiend-looking motherfucker. Probably younger than me. I'm about to be 50 motherfucking years old, nigga. And your ass looks 65, motherfucker. Dolphin ass motherfucker talking all that motherfucking shit. If I don't got nothing good to say about somebody, I'm not going to say nothing at all. If somebody come at me and they got a problem with your bitch ass, then I got to come back and check your dumb ass again. Until you listen to what the fuck people are saying about your stupid ass nigga. Remember, man, we was taught by niggas. What you think niggas used to do when they served white folk? What you think niggas used to do when they served white people, homie, when they was in them kitchens by themselves? And them white folks sitting out there, you think them folk wasn't spitting in they drinks and they food and shit just to get back at them? 
So I don't trust them people, huh? I see how they treat us. So I'm gonna be, you think I'm gonna be comfortable to go in there and let them people cook behind there and not let me see it? And they so good, homie. They can duplicate anything. They can, they can, they can make a bootleg Gucci. They can make anything. Nigga, they can make a human. They so smart and sharp. So if you think they can't make rat taste like chicken, if you think them people can't make rat taste like chicken, human meat tastes like pork, they have bought over 80% of America's beef and chicken processing plants. The fuck would they do that for? Why would America sell their beef and their chicken processing plants to China, homie? Them people take our food and send it back to their country and then send it back to us. Before you ask anybody for one thing, make sure you give 10. And be proactive. So many times people, oh, if you need me that, just let me know I'm coming. No, say, yo, I'm here. What you need me to do? Mm, I like that. And, and be intentional about your relationships. Every last thing you do should be intentional. You shouldn't leave your house unless it aligns with your goals. No matter who you're dealing with, it has to make sense. That's the only way you can trim the fat. I say I like I would rather throw away a hundred pennies to get four quarters. Surround yourself around quality people that's gonna help you get to your mission, who think like you, who move like you, who's gonna make sure they push you and motivate you. Cause sometimes who's gonna motivate the motivator? Yeah. So you gotta have those people that's gonna be a cheerleader. So when shit hit the fan, you got somebody that's gonna support you. When your back is against the wall, you have people that's gonna jump and defend you. And just go at it, man. Don't give up to get what you what you need and what you're looking for. You know, the day that you gave up could have been the day that you made it. I love it, man. Listen, you can't close out a podcast no more, no better than that. Listen, man, go follow my brother Spectacular, man. Do me a favor. Go get you some social proof, man. I want you to go build something, okay? Lock in. Be consistent. Be persistent. Focus on your relationships. This is one of those podcasts you probably need to li just listen to for the whole month, okay? Just listen to it <laughs> because there's so many uh, gems being dropped. So go get you some social proof, okay? Go build something, and I want you to uh, come back to the community and teach them how you did it. We are out of here. Peace. What if I told you for $1, I will introduce you to hundreds of entrepreneurs every single morning this week from all across the country. You'll be able to talk to hundreds of entrepreneurs and I'll coach you. I'll coach you for a dollar this whole week and I'll introduce you to some of my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you would you take part in that? Well, go to themorningmeetup.com because that's exactly what we're doing here, okay? The only organization that gathers entrepreneurs every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurship, okay? Every single day, Monday through Friday, we gather, we're growing, we're learning. We got a book club. Have you ever seen hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the same book? Every single chapter, every single day, we're growing together, okay? You need the environment to grow in. Themorningmeetup.com, a dollar. I'm going to give you all this for a dollar. If you want to stay, 
great. It's $79 a month after that. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want. All right? TheMorningMeetup.com. I'll see you in the morning. I ain't, I ain't got no leader. I come from some old niggas don't hear nothing Farrakhan got to say. And I ain't never heard him say kill no white person, huh? Now, I don't promote killing in nobody. But nigga, I done participated in some things. <laughs> I done participated in some things, nigga. And what I participated in and what we were doing to white people who we thought was our enemy based on what we heard the old niggas say, man, I don't hear Farrakhan or no other person talk like that. They ain't really mad at white folk. So I'm saying, oh, man, he talk good for them jailhouse niggas that don't have no identity as no man. I don't speak Arabic. I don't know now slave that did. I told you I can trace my name back to the plantation. And I talked to people that were born in the 30s, in the 40s, right now today. And they say, no, nah, man, we don't want to hear nothing them niggas talking about with no Koran. So, you know, what changed for you? Like, because you say you was practicing. Yeah, yeah, I was Muslim. So, I didn't want to stop eating pork. Yeah, I was a Muslim <laughs> who never quit eating pork. Yeah, I, yeah, I snuck and ate it for a while. And since I was the gang leader... I said, fuck it, yeah, nigga. I ate pork in front of them niggas. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they came, they had a pizza party one time. And 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 them niggas had an all cheese pizza that was Muslim. And that motherfucking pepperoni and sausage. XA. <laughs> yes, go get it, right? Or, man, I got we got this project, you know, this looks great. What do you think about it? Or, hey, Speck, um, this was wrong and this was wrong. I don't know what to do next. What do you think we should do next? So all of that goes out the window. It's, no, this is what I tried. I tried this, this, and this, and this works now. Just letting you know. Or I tried this, this, and this, and it, I'm stuck now. Uh, you're stuck. more satisfied because we went through some innovations of trying to figure this thing out. Right. I'm stuck, and this is the solution I'm thinking of. If you come to me with a problem, you should be coming with, to me with a solution. Don't come to me with a, any problem without a solution. Oh, golly, this is heavy. And I just realized that I haven't been focused on speed, me personally. So speed I have this course... And I shot the course. It's pretty much done. It's just, you know, it's done now, and uh, we're we're getting ready to release it. But it was supposed to be ready for Black Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's supposed to be ready in like April. Yeah, I shot the joint. It was I shot it. It's supposed to be ready like April May. Then it was supposed to be ready for Black Friday. Then it was supposed to be ready for Christmas. Then it was supposed to be ready for the first of the year. But I haven't been focused on speed. You would have been fired a long time ago. I would have had to fire myself. <laughs> because it's like the funnel people and the emails and all that kind of Because No, I, I'm being literal. You got to fire yourself. You're holding yourself back. That's the issue. You got to put somebody in place, leave them accountable, give them a deadline, and tell them they need to make it happen.
Mm. It would have got done a long time ago. I need to focus on speed, bro. Mm-hmm. Dang, this is good. Building your team out. Because if you build your team out and you leave them accountable for it, then they have to make the deadline. It won't keep dragging. It's only dragging because you're the owner. You're the CEO. So you can drag your own stuff and not be accountable for it. Or you can just get an accountability partner. That's another game changer. And put money on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ain't going to lie to yourself. You get your accountability partner every single week. Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific time zone. Get on the call. You're going to talk about relationships, your your relationship. You're going to talk about health. You're going to talk about learning and your business. Those are the four things you're going to talk about. And out of those four things, you need to put a dollar amount on whatever is the most important. And if that course is that, then you need to put $100, $200, whatever's going to make you move. You need to be accountable. How you be accountable, you got to lose something. That's how you move. Yeah, big facts. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. All right, so so tell me about the academy yeah. and why you built it. Right, so the reason why I built the academy is because every successful business is solving a problem. And I feel, after having numerous of conversations with people who went to college, college is literally scamming people. Mm-hmm. It's set up like a scam. We're going to give you information that you don't believe in. <laughs> because if you believed in it, you have a money-back guarantee. What do you buy without a guarantee? Name one thing other than school that you will buy with no guarantee. Mm. I have a product. The product is the school information. If you believe in it, say, yo, this don't work for you, you get your money back. Mm -hmm. That leaves them accountable Mm -hmm. to making sure that's A1, Right? making sure they put accountability behind the information they teach it. It makes it better that way. You have more success stories. And I think if a professor know the book from the front cover to the back cover, then why he ain't in the Rolls Royce? Why he ain't in the brand new Tesla? Why he ain't like, why he's struggling? If If he know everything, so... That shows that that information in that book ain't everything. And if millions of people graduate every single year, why it's not millions of more men, uh, more millionaires based on the graduates? I ask in my training, I do a training. Whenever I do my training, I say in my training, do you think college was worth your investment. I would say 100% of the time, I get like 99% hell no's. <laughs> so what I decided to do was, I decided to do something about it. 
I'm not a talker. I don't really talk much. And even like people was like, oh, spec, you work in silence or you like, you move in silence. When I don't try to work in silence, mm-hmm. move in silence. It's just like, I just, I'm just straight to it. Like, let's go. So that was a problem. So I wanted to do somebody instead of just talking about it. So I went and created my own, my own business school. So, all right, I created my business school. I preach never reinvent the wheel. Success leave breadcrumbs. That's what it is. So I went to Harvard. So I was like, oh, everybody all, you know, geeked up about this. You went to Harvard? I went to Harvard. You know that? That thing was everywhere. I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, I went to Harvard. But I went to Harvard. He was smart, yo. I knew it. Man, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> I went, so I went to Harvard. Unbelievable, right? That they managed to kind of resuscitate themselves and transform themselves. But they had, they might be a sui generis. You know, it's, maybe they were just in such an unusual position and had, were so deeply rooted in so many parts of the world and had such a deep bench that that was possible. But the rule is you don't get to, it's not going to last longer than a generation or so. Maybe that's, maybe part of the answer is that's fine as long as you don't think about Google, as long as you think about you, right? So um, years ago, I remember doing this, it's the first time I, this was hit home to me. Um, I went to Rochester, and in Rochester, in the, used to be a high technology hub, right? Kodak, uh, Xerox, Bausch & Lohm. But one of the biggest employers in Rochester, high-tech employers in the 1960s, was uh, General Dynamics. I think General Dynamics. One of the big defense contractors. They employed vast numbers of engineers. And they basically, their business model implodes after the Vietnam War, and they shut down their operations in Rochester and moved away. And everyone said, oh my God, it's over, right? One of the biggest employers in town has folded. And what happened if you went back 10 years later was you discovered that the talent that left, that was kicked out of General Dynamics, went on to start so many startups in Rochester that they sparked a whole second wave that ended up actually being, um, in terms of employment and income brought into the city, greater than the benefit General Dynamics had, had risen. In other words, so Google may f- fall one day, probably will, but you won't. You all guys will all, hopefully, many of you, will go on and do other incredibly cool things because of what you, in part, what you learned while you were here. So you, you can look at it two ways. There's a pessimistic view but there's also a view that says, no, it's part of the natural cycle. You probably don't want to be working at Google. Am I, is this horrible to say? Um, 25 years from now. You know, you, and nor does society want you to be if, if this company doesn't evolve in dramatic. Maybe it will. I mean, I'm just using Google as a stand-in for, let's use another company. Let's say, let's say, 
Microsoft. I mean, at this point, would the world be better off if Microsoft disappeared tomorrow? Yeah. How many, how many unbelievably talented people are trapped working on the umpteenth version of Word? Right? Like, that's not a good use of 150 IQ points. Um, so I don't, you know, I would, I'd be, I would be less, um, I'd be more kind of sanguine about this problem than you might be at the moment. Awesome, thank you. <laughs> I can't think of a better note to end on, so. I challenge any grown man, homie, on this internet talking, nigga. Produce, this how you separate the man from the boy. Nigga, get out them corners. Take that camera out that corner and flip around. Let's see how you niggas living, homie. For you to have so much, see, this what make me such a bad motherfucker. And I, I, yeah, I can pat myself on the back. See, because I can stand on this shit, my nigga. All the shit that I'm saying, I can stand on. I can pull your news articles. Man, I've been doing this. Man, let's come over here and do this. Come, I can do that. They can't, homie. They got to put themselves in front of the camera and talk for drama. I'm talking for change. It's just I got a bunch of niggas bringing a bunch of drama to me. I came to the internet positive. But I got so much hate on the internet, nigga, I'm going to reflect what's before me. I'm going to reflect what's before me, nigga. And you think I'm going to get an internet the real me? They going to keep getting this goddamn character that they tuned in. They'll never get the real me. The, the stories that you're picking are the most representative of the, the yeah. phenomena that you're trying to describe because uh, you could probably find a story to fit any theory that you want. Yeah. One yeah. story. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't, I mean, that, so the, there's a whole set of trade-offs here. Um, storytelling, by definition, has one great disadvantage, which is you are representing a single narrative, a single experience. Um, on the other side of the equation, the story has a massive, storytelling has a massive advantage, which is there is no better way to communicate and move people than through story. Um, so you're, what, you're look, what I've always tried to do is, the reason I try to balance storytelling and kind of social science research is that I'm trying to find some kind of middle ground. I'm trying to find an observation that is being made in the literature or by academics and to illustrate it by means of a story. So it's, it's rare that the story comes first. It's not that I hear something cool and then hunt for data to fit that. It's the other way around. I look for an idea that's been expressed in academia and I say, well, how will I, uh, how can I make that story uh, resonant? Um, uh, make that sort of observation resonant. So you, you, you hunt for stories that match this kind of um, 
uh, idea that you feel has some um, firepower behind it. Um, so there's, but you know, that said, it's a necessarily imperfect process. All my books are massively imperfect. I don't imagine that anyone will ever agree with 100% of the things in my book. I don't even want them to agree with 100% of the things in the book. It's that, that's not what you, you're not looking for converts, right? You're, you want people to start conversations and um, uh, people, writers who are looking for converts are scary. Um, I think you should, what you're looking for is you, wanna, you want people to engage with the ideas and say, you know, I, I did a, a piece for The New Yorker a couple weeks ago about uh, doping in sports. And I happen to be, I'm a big runner, I happen to be I'm a huge fan of track and field. If my favorite runners were found to be using some sort of PEDs, I would be devastated. Nonetheless, my piece is all about, look at it from Lance Armstrong's point of view, right? Or look at it from Alex Rodriguez's point of view. I simply pointed out that the arguments that we use to justify our prohibition on performance-enhancing drugs are really lame. They're insanely lame. And you can't run around you know, condemning people and suing them and putting them in jail, whatever we do, on the basis of insanely lame arguments. So lame argument number one, for example, the one that I cannot get over is, in baseball, you are allowed, if you're a pitcher, to replace your ulnar uh, collateral ligament in your elbow, which is the principal ligament you use when you throw a baseball, to take it out and replace it from, with a tendon taken from another part of your body or from a cadaver, if you so choose. This tendon will, be, will have performance characteristics that are infinitely superior to the ligament that nature gave you. You can swap it out, bring in the bionic ligament, extend your career, be able to throw the ball harder, and what do we do? We think that's fantastic. We embrace 75% of pitchers in the major league have had this procedure done, right? No one bats an eyelash. The guy who pioneered the procedure is considered to be a hero, blah, blah, blah. Alex Rodriguez is a baseball player who decides to take uh, it, uh, uh, testosterone, a naturally, nat he's not taking something from a cadaver, he's taking a naturally occurring hormone approved by the FDA and available through prescription to everyone in this room, and he's decided to take it, and what happens? He's considered to be a massive villain. Lance Armstrong takes his own blood his own blood and re-injects himself with his own blood, and he's considered a villain. So wait a minute. On the one hand, people are importing uh, tendons taken from cadavers, right, which profoundly alter the performance characteristic of the arm they use to pitch, and that's fine. But you can't take your own blood and re-inject yourself with it, and if you do that, you're a cheater. Explain to me why that's... You know, I am perfectly willing to go after Lance Armstrong once someone explains, once someone makes sense of that contradiction. So there is a case where 
Do I expect to convince all of you of this argument? No. But if I force, by writing stuff like that, force people to just sit down and actually come up with better arguments for why we hate performance-enhancing drugs, then I will have succeeded, I think. Uh, I guess uh, that gives us a new benefits idea for Google, bionic <laughs> ligaments for, for our software engineers so they can code faster. <laughs> um, <coughs> uh, you, you talk about how lots of studies in academia never find it to the outside world. What can we as society do to improve the chances of that, right? Because there is so much knowledge, and it seems like it would be useful in everyday yeah. life. Um, it's a really interesting question. Um, the, in general, uh, I think we have to understand that the 